Thanks for lending me your ear, especially for this last final concluding podcast of 2022. We'll get into the stats of the show later and like some of the ups and downs. This is the first time we've done something like this. So it's been a real learning experience, mostly for myself as I'm the one <laughs> charged with doing the content for this podcast. But anyway, all of that stuff. And one of the chief difficulties has been getting like stopping myself from just ranting off on any conceivable topic. So going to be laser focused first for this early part at least. Jumping into gaming news and Epic Games has stepped in it again. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Epic Games. I mean, they they try to position themselves as the savior or as a viable alternative to Steam since Steam has a lot of detractors, has a lot of critics, has a lot of haters. So Epic basically said that, you know, we think we can do it better than Steam since Steam is a monopoly. It's been around forever. They don't feel, you know, with the lack of competition, they don't feel the need to innovate and to be better value for the developers and publishers as well as the everyday consumer that Steam interacts with. So Epic was like, we're going to change all of that. We're going to have a better revenue sharing scheme. And... It just hasn't kind of worked out like that. I mean, they do have big games. Of course, Fortnite being one of them. Although Fortnite has aged a bit. But Steam is still top of mind as a digital distribution platform. And a lot of the publishers that initially embraced Epic have gone back in most ways. Or they, they tried to turn their backs on Steam, but now they have come back to the platform. Don't know what it is really i mean i'm a fan of steam i'm also a fan of epic and i'm a big fan of how epic gives free games whenever the holiday or whenever a sales season rolls around it's whether it's thanksgiving or halloween or whatever um summer break you know there, there's always usually free games on epic games and they are very quality games i mean i've gotten a couple of a lot of quality games over the years from Epic Games. December 25, they wanted to celebrate Christmas with a bang and Epic Games released or made available for free Death Stranding, which is a three-year-old game, but you know, it's from Hideo Kojima, so it has pedigree, a lot of people interested in it. But uh, basically, Epic bungled the launch. Initially, it was reported that they were going to be making available for free Death Stranding Director's Cut. And the difference between the Director's Cut and the base game, I mean, there's a lot. There's a, there's less in-game advertisements in the Director's Cut as well as a new mission and support for 4K. So there's a bunch of content in the Director's Cut. It's just not fluff. I mean, there, if you're a fan of the game, you probably would want the Director's Cut. And Epic was like, yes, we're going to be giving the Director's Cut and people started downloading it and I think the server crashed or, you know, the demand was so high that initially Epic wasn't able to keep up with the demand. And in the very early hours of the release, from Death Stranding Director's Cut, naging Death Stranding na lang siya, the base game. So a lot of people were upset. Um, there hasn't been... And again, it's there are substantial differences between the two versions of the game. So if you were... I mean, it's kind of, you're getting it for free, right? Whether the base game or the director's cut. And, oh, it turned out not to be the director's cut. It's the base game. But, you know, expectations were already set. Epic was the one who said that you're going to be the direct, getting the director's cut. 
Um, a few of the early ones, uh, the lucky ones, were able to download it to, to register, like, oh, yes, I want this game, and then download it right away. Still did get the director's cut, but I believe if you got the game but didn't download it, wala na, too late na. Yun nga, it, there was a golden period of a couple of hours where if you got it and then downloaded it right away, you'd still get the director's cut. But now, well, tapos na yung free game na yun. But basically, everybody after the, the first few hours got the base game. And a lot of people were upset because yun nga, yung press release, yung director's cut yung would be the one to that that was free. And Epic just kind of does this all the time. I mean, they have good intentions. It's, yeah, you know, why why not Death Stranding director's cut? But um, they just, the, it's always kind of like faulty on execution. Like even little things. I've always noticed that one of the things I like doing with Steam is putting games in my wish, wish list so that, you know, I, I won't get them right away, but when the next Steam sale rolls around, at least I can see na, oh, you know, this is like 50% off and things like that. Epic also has a wish list, but it's really difficult to access. So even small UI things like that, na, that should be basic. It's like Epic fumbles them. And that kind of lack of execution is very evident <laughs> in a lot of the missteps of Epic. I mean, anyway, it's a simple thing. You, you, you're going to be giving away a free game. What's the free game? And, you know, when's the schedule? But, yeah, they, they managed to screw it up. So a lot of goodwill evaporating in the process. If you did get the base game for free, you can actually still upgrade, but for a price, to the director's cut. And it's, it's a small price, like 250 pesos, I think. Uh, that's good up to January 6th, and that's probably what I'll be doing. You know, I mean, 250 pesos. I mean, yes, you could play the base game. Maybe I should play the base game first, and if I like it, I'll get the director's cut. So, but the fact that you can upgrade for a small fee has a lot of people pointing to Epic and saying that, you know, it was a bait and switch. You announced director's cut, but then it was like, oh, it's not director's cut, but if you want director's cut, you need to pay a small cut or a small fee. And that just didn't sit well with a lot of people. Moving on to hardware news, if you're into gaming, then you probably have a GPU and depending on your GPU, you might want a new one. But a lot of people apparently don't share that sentiment as the last quarter, at least statistics-wise, was the worst performing quarter in 20 years in terms of GPUs sold. So GPUs have been in demand for the past couple of years for mining, for gaming. There was a chip shortage, so demand was production was really unable to meet demand, but it's a historical low. I mean, you know, we haven't seen levels or, or a drop in sales like this uh, for the past 20 years. So it may be a sign that, yes, I mean, people are basically tapped out. Like if you spent, if you sold a kidney during the pandemic to get a uh, 3060 or something, you might not be too eager to pony up again for even, you know, like a 4080 or 4090, which are quite expensive um, I'll definitely, Ethereum going proof of stake has altered the the industry in the sense that you know a lot of the consumers before consumers could be basically lumped between miners and gamers, but now all we have are gamers who perhaps um, it appears that the market is kind of tapped out at this point. Not that I care. I mean, personally, I really don't care how many cards Nvidia sells or AMD or Intel. But what's interesting, though, is that NVIDIA actually has increased market share. It's now at around 86%. AMD has dropped to 
And Intel, a very new player, has managed to garner 4% of the GPU market, which is really interesting. And it goes back to what I'm saying na, you know, we make videos all the time about graphics cards and everybody keeps telling us in the comments that, oh, how come you don't cover AMD cards more? Oh, dap siguro ano ka, uh, biased in favor of NVIDIA and things like that. But really, I'm just going by how the market is presenting to us. And that's the fact that people claim that they care about AMD cards, but actually they don't. <laughs> they want to buy NVIDIA cards. And kahit may mga minority of comments na maingay, na nagsasabi na, you know, no, no, we're gonna give up on NVIDIA. Grabe yung Team Green na yan. You know, they're just greedy. They just want our money. They're just overpricing things. We're gonna shift to Team Red. That hasn't been the case, at least with the customers we have at Hardware Sugar. And apparently for the wider industry at large, that hasn't been the case as well. Yun nga, nag-increase pa nga yung market share ni NVIDIA over AMD. Um, with the whole fiasco covered here and in other places na with the burning or yung spontaneously combusting 40 series, um, you know, NVIDIA hasn't had the greatest press recently. Pero yun nga, nag-increase pa yung market share nila. Impressive though on Intel's part, Intel has this kind of awkward new GPU. I mean, awkward in the sense na maganding performance, maganding price, when it works. And that's really the clincher na sometimes though it doesn't even do basic things. Like you can't even boot up your PC properly. Although yung nga, sana maayos as time goes on, Intel you know gets better drivers so that you can actually see this as a viable option, yung mga ARC GPUs nila. And yet, even with all of that difficulty, initial problems, headwinds, uh, Intel has carved out a 4% market segment, which is quite good. Lastly, covering local news, uh, in the past couple of days, SIM registration started. So a law was passed recently requiring all SIM cards to be registered. Basically, each number will be tied to personal info, like who is ostensibly using this SIM. And the benefits of the law were touted as, you know, we're going to cut down on spam, we're going to cut down on unwanted messages and things like that. So everybody now is required to register your SIM card. There is an online portal for that. It was a bit rocky at the start of the launch, although according to the latest statistics, 3.3 million SIMs have already been registered. If you're a postpaid subscriber, usually your telco will do that for you because they already have the, the information that, that needs to be done. I mean, you have 0917-1234-5678, right? I mean, they know postpaid ka. They know your address, they know your name, and things like that, which is all just basically they have your ID. Um, that's all that the law requires. Although I did check in on the Globe fact regarding SIM registration, and it was very cagey. The language wasn't that, oh, you don't need to worry about it. It was something like, Globe will be in touch with you if we need you, the postpaid subscriber, if we need more information to... to if we need more information so that you will be in compliance with the law or something like that. So it wasn't like a blanket assertion that, okay, you're postpaid, you don't need to worry about it. But more like, yes, we have your information, but if it's lacking or whatever, it doesn't comply with the requirements of the law, then we'll be in touch. If you don't register your SIM card, then basically it becomes deactivated. So that I hope 
yun nga, it's my understanding that post-paid subscribers uh, don't need to worry about it. But I hope na hindi maka-problema na, oh, pala, you know, you needed to give one last bit of information and we tried to reach out to you, but wala. I mean, especially for people, I, I guess, I don't know if that means the number will become defunct or they're gonna, they'll, you know, deactivate. I guess they can deactivate the SIM and then you can get another one. Uh, I'm not too sure what happens when you fail to register a SIM card. But yep, it's the law now. Although, uh, yun, the postpaid, postpaid subscribers should be covered by their telcos. That's the last bit of news from me. But as mentioned in the title, I did want to talk a little bit about how and why our YouTube channel failed. So that's not clickbait. That's really the main topic of this podcast. I thought it would be a nice way to end the year <laughs> in failure. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's it's not clickbait. I really do think we failed specifically because at the start of the year, at the start of 2022, I told myself that I would want to reach 100,000 subscribers for the Hardware Sugar YouTube channel. That hasn't happened. We're at around 96,100 at the moment. So less than, you know, we're around 4,000 subs away from 100K. But we failed. Uh, I failed. And why? Paano nangyari yun? Bakit nangyari yun? And to be honest, I mean, on one hand, it's a vanity metric, but on the other hand, it's actually quite important, our number of subscribers, because a lot of brands, you know, bottom line, if you're on social media, the more people you can say you have, you know, have reach over, the more brands are interested in you. And the more brands are interested in hardware sugar, it's good for everybody. It's good for the shop because we get more hardware we can play around with. It's also good for our customers because then our experience is broadened. Mas lumalalim yung mga alam namin about hardware because yung nga, we actually physically get to play around with more varied builds, more varied components. We can say na, ah, oh, actually, hindi pa ganun kasikat tong brand na to, but actually, good quality siya. So, it is, and you know, 100K is a milestone on YouTube. You get that silver plaque and things like that. So, we've been trying to work at it for a while. And to be honest, I find it a little irritating when I go on YouTube and I see some random video, not PC related. I mean, just some random eating video. I, I ate in a restaurant Katipunan and then parang food trip and it gets like 250,000 views. I'm like, what the heck? And, you know, here we are killing ourselves to try to produce quality content. I mean, I'll be the first to admit that our videos aren't the most engaging. I think we can do better in terms of pacing of the story. Our editing has gotten much better. Um, shout out to Ren who has really stepped up and took it upon herself to learn um different editing techniques and methodology. I think we can actually still improve on motion graphics or, you know, motion editing. I mean, having, like, different stuff just flashing on the screen. Um, so definitely lots of room for improvement. But at the same time, I think we have improved a lot. And more to the point, I think our content is still very helpful. Na if you're a beginner, you're approaching PC hardware, Hardware Sugar is the channel to try to explain things not in a dumbed-down way, but in a way that is more easy to follow. I mean, and we don't care about trying to sound smart with jargon and trying to, oh, kung di namin sinabi tong spec na to, ano, hindi kami like ultra-elite hardware guys or whatever. I mean, we just want to get more people, to get more outsiders interested in our hobby, which we all find super fascinating and interesting. So I think the 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 content uh, is still very good, I mean, from Hardware Sugar. So I just 
get a little frustrated sometimes na it doesn't reach a wider audience. Parang, uh, we're really trying to come out with videos that would appeal to uh, a wider audience like we've done before. Like our PC, mga, yung, like the, our first video that ever kind of went viral talaga was yung Pinoy PC building mistakes and then our Bibilika series is popular. So we try to, but again, yun nga, to go back to the point now, why the YouTube channel failed to reach 100k, I think we also do a lot of experimentation, and that's not a bad thing. Actually, my my clincher to to the end of the year was na yes, we failed to meet 100k. One of the reasons why is because we actually didn't just keep doing the same kind of content. I mean, we have a lot. We had a lot of videos on the channel that aren't directly related to the PC hardware space, and you know, YouTube doesn't like that. YouTube just wants you to keep hitting the same topic over and over, <laughs> bludgeoning the same topic over and over again. Because yun yung uh, you you're supposed to niche down. Uh, this is what your audience likes. Just keep giving them that. But you know, I I. I like to keep things interesting, number one for myself. So we've had like we've had such a wide variety of videos. Like we've had one video this year on how to download books for free. We've had one video where I explain why I think esports will not be as big ever as traditional sports. We've had videos on uh, the worst part of your computer. And then pala when you watch the video, it's you. <laughs> so it's a, it's a video on keyboard shortcuts. Yung parang sobrang... And I... I Personally, I think that those are super creative videos. Just yung, like you, you're, this is the slowest part of your computer. And then when you watch the video, it's yourself. Because the interaction with your computer is mediated by peripherals, by your mouse and your keyboard. And that's why you might want to speed it up using shortcuts. And you know, that's not something a, a traditional... And it's uh, looking down on any other channel. But I do look at a lot of the tech channels and they're all the same kind of like oh puro tech lang puro tech but i mean yun yeah we try to have these very varied videos because we personally i also find them interesting and i find them like you know they're fun to do kind of messing with the expectations of the audience but the youtube algorithm doesn't like that it wants to know that you're consistently hitting the same topic over and over again and to be to be sure, we have a lot of PC hardware stuff, but we also do <laughs> weird things from time to time. Like we do have one old video na the types of PC buyers, which uh, turned out to be quite popular. Although we've never done a sequel to that, um, just 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 the layout, like the blocking to shoot that video, because that was just me, and then acting out the different roles. I mean, that was also interesting to do. But we've never done a follow up to that. Yeah, so. One of the reasons why we didn't reach 100k was because we keep doing these videos that not a lot of people have an interest in, <laughs> to be honest. We've never even done like a super cheap build video. I mean, a lot of channels get views from that, like 10k build, 15k build. We're going to be doing something like that actually next year, but with a twist. Hindi lang siya straight up like budget build, period. Parang ganon. Um, so we're going to put our own spin on it as well. But yeah, um, I think that's one of the main reasons why. Uh, for sure, the videos that we do, yun nga, yung esports video, esports versus sports video is not very popular at all. We have some review videos of like mobile phones and mobile peripherals, accessories, which weren't popular at all. But at the end of the day, like I want to keep doing those videos. Uh, I find them fun to do. Another video that we did was um, please use your cell phone in the car. And so it was like an overview of 
how the driving experience is changing because of the because of the information that having a mobile phone with you brings into the car. So it's like a nagiging fusion na siya, yung traditional car versus a car with more tech in it. So not a lot of people watch that video, but yeah, I mean, I I I liked writing the script for that. I liked shooting it. I, I enjoy. Uh, I I like you know I like driving cars as well. So parang the intersection itong new hardware with the traditional experience of driving a car. Na everything is like you know manual. Na you look at your side mirrors. You have your gear shift and things like that. Ngayon now tech is really coming in and making it making the driving experience really easier. So, at the end of the day, we're not going to be changing. <laughs> and I guess this is also the problem with me. Parang, um, you know, you, th- there are some clear topics that would be popular, but like I just don't find them interesting. And my thought process is always like, well, if I'm not interested, why would I do it? I mean, yeah, we can get views and we can get subs, pero, but I'll be bored. So, <laughs> um, why, why do it? Um, and of course, you know, this kind of sounds like the lament of someone that, oh, you know, it's easy to say that, but then why don't you do it? Why are you still stuck at below 100k subs? Um, I guess, you know, I mean, there are a lot of factors. Our unwillingness to approach certain topics that would probably be popular, but just because we ourselves don't find them interesting. Um, the unwillingness to play the YouTube game a little bit. I mean, we do play the YouTube game. We, we try to make our thumbnails clickable, our titles, you know, interesting so that ma ganyo yung viewer to click. But, you know, we do some giveaways, but not as often. And when we do, like, they're super quality and premium and we cover everything, like, free shipping. So, there are some stuff, like, if we were just obsessed with with optimizing for the algorithm, we could do that. And really, we pump out a lot of videos. I mean, we basically release one every three or four days. And that's in addition to the live streams, in addition to the shorts. So, um, there's it's not for lack of trying, kumbaga. I mean, we're very hardworking here at Hardware Sugar, especially when it comes to the YouTube channel. Uh, yun nga, it, it's insane when I think about the output that we do. Because eh. we have brands sending us stuff for review. We have our own videos that we want to, to make on topics that we find interesting. So, in the end, as... It always is. The reason why we don't have as many subs as I would like is our fault. <laughs> but also in the end, parang I'm kind of okay with that. Because it means that we're producing the videos that we like to produce. Um, we have a good base of people who are interested in our videos. They give good comments. Um, they give insightful comments about PC hardware. So at the end of the day, not happy where we are, but at the same time, also happy. <laughs> it just, it's kind of like, you know, this kind of contradictory thing. But I'm always really amazed that like when we do a giveaway and everybody is so positive and wishing each other luck and when we release a video that, you know, uh, like the recently released warranty video where we have stats on like any failure rate ng ibang PC components. A lot of people are like, oh, this is super useful. Thank you. So I'm always struck on how overwhelmingly positive like 99% of our interactions are with the people who watch our videos so if having a small channel and you know it's not it's parang below 100k I mean you know 96k subs is already a lot it's way more than I ever thought we would have to be honest but once you got once you start on that treadmill you want, want, want you, 
you want more more and more subs but um if not being the biggest YouTube channel, you know, in the Philippines for tech means that we get to do the stuff that we do with the audience that we like doing it with, then, you know, at the end of the day, I'm kind of okay with that. And on that note, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Catch you on the other side of 2023. It has been an interesting year, well, for the shop and for our content. The podcast is just three months old, but at least based on our Spotify stats we already produced like 60% more content or basically for a podcast that just means length right so our our number of recorded hours is like 60% more already than other podcasters in the tech space so hindi naman sa quantity over quality but one of the reasons why I wanted to start doing a podcast is that I felt na underserved yung audience like wala talagang local tech channel or local tech podcast and you know some have tried but nobody has really done it consistently and if that's one thing we can do sha we can do sa hardware sugar yun nga we can we can do as seen on our youtube channel where yun nga, we have a video like every three or four days we'll really put our heads down and kahit we have a lot of work we'll still do more work um that's something we can apply to the podcast space as well. Hopefully, it's not just, you know, content for the sake of content that we need to fill something, but it's also something that is interesting, that the news that we report on, the topics that we cover. And yeah, I hope na if you have any comments, you know, it's super easy to reach out to us. That's that's one thing I find weird about a podcast. Like with a YouTube video, it's very easy to see right away. It's easy for people to comment. It's easy for people for me to see what people are talking about and reply to them. Pero dito sa podcast, sobrang fragmented kasi nung listening space. I mean, you're on Spotify, you're on Apple Podcast, Apple, I don't even know what Apple, yeah, Apple Podcast List. Tapos, um, you, also, you can listen to it also on Google. So it's a very fragmented space. Actually, analytics for podcasts are like all over the place. But, yeah, that's one thing I miss. Wala masyadong feedback. Although I I do see like the very basics on how many people downloaded or listened to an episode. But other than that, there's really no feedback. So please do let us know if you have something you, you want us to cover, do differently, especially dito sa podcast. Textual but friendly. Still trying to keep that friendly vibe. Although I noticed that a lot of the... The, the more popular content revolves around local stuff na medyo yung kumakaalat sa mga online groups like, oh God, I don't know why this guy did this or something. Yung medyo chismis. <laughs> and so I don't want it to devolve into a chismis channel, chismis podcast. But at the same time, if we can link like people who are casually curious on what people online are talking about in the tech space to yun nga, these hyperactive people online who, who discuss Things like that, like, oh, you know, this guy's trying to sell, or, or this brand made this product and it's super terrible and everybody's ganging up on it, parang ganon. Um, I am trying to look for a report on that, like, to, to be a bridge between that casual audience and that more hyperactive online audience, which is very aware of everything that goes on in the industry. And there are a lot of people locally who post 
very vigorously <laughs> about like yung nakita nila sa TikTok or yung nga some brand has stepped into it again or yung nga like Epic Games to go back to the first topic of today's podcast na stepping into it again na they promised one thing and delivered another so yeah we wanna try to keep this podcasting going it's been a challenge doing it weekly to be honest some some Thursdays I usually record it on a Thursday. Uh, to produce something that I think you know would at least be worth 30 minutes or so of your time but yeah we try to do it uh, we've been we've managed to do it consistently uh, once a week um, since October and hopefully just moving on to yeah just cutting our teeth but hopefully 2023 will be a good year for you me the shop the channel and the podcast so on that note Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and yeah, enjoy if you have new hardware, if you have new games, and if not, enjoy parin the hardware that you have and the games that you have. See you all in 2023. For sure, we're going to keep doing this once a week, every Friday, tech show but friendly.